Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Week 8 in the League of National Football Clubs gets underway momentarily from down in Tampa. A team called the Bucks with a quarterback who's old. Trying to see if they can right their ship. See what I did? Buccaneers, ship, pirate, all that stuff. Yeah, funny. Um, they're going to take on Baltimore, who's a first-place team right now, but ever so slightly. Them and Cincinnati are clearly the teams to beat in that AFC North right now, and Cincinnati was dealt a blow today. You might have just heard on the update there, Jamar Chase lost for four to six weeks. Too bad that didn't happen before the Jets game, but neither here nor there. Um, you know, as we talk Jets, it's kind of funny – the way this AFC is unfolding, if you are of the assumption, and I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but why not? We could do this, right? If the Jets can somehow find their way into the postseason as a wild card, because, I mean, you know, still Buffalo's the team to beat, right? We have to give them their proper respect in the division. So if the Jets somehow get in there as a wild card, you look around the rest of the AFC, their likely first-round matchup could end up being, let's say, a team like the Baltimore Ravens, who if they win the AFC North, they might be like the worst of the four division champions. Because I think the AFC South is such a mess between Houston, Jacksonville, Indy. Tennessee is going to win that division, and I think they're going to win it comfortably. And that's why they'll probably end up with a better record than whichever team wins the AFC North. So the worst division winner takes on the best wild card team, which may or may not be the Jets, who knows. But I'm just throwing it out there that potentially the Ravens could be a team that you might see down the road if they are fortunate enough to get themselves into the playoffs later on this season. All right, let's get on to the phones here. A lot of people want to chime in. We'll start it off with our pal Ira. He's in Staten Island. He's next up here on 98.7 ESPN. Ira, how are you? Uh, all good, Dan. Glad to hear you. Glad there's no Nick Ranger game tonight. And, uh, you know, everything you said about the Jet Pat matchup this weekend, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Statement game, revenge, 40-point loss last year. I mean, you go on and on and on, 20 years worth of Belichick up there. But at the, at the end of the day, this is such a statement game for the Jets. And you know what? Let's talk a little X's and O's going into this yeah. game. Okay, we, we all know what the deal is. Belichick's got to shut the, try to shut the run down. They make Zach beat you. And the Jets, in, in just watching the Patriots over the years, you're right. You could take Gardner. You could stick him on Myers. And you could have Reed take uh, Parker. They could go one-on-one. And you could really kind of be very creative with your defense. But the Patriots for years, okay, have killed teams with the screen game. And I think that's something that Gerber and Salah have to be aware of. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they've planned for it. Um, hopefully they'll stop it. The big question for me in this game is, is Wilson going to be able to take that step and figure out a Bill Belichick defense with LaFleur? And the biggest key is not to make the mistakes. You've lived it. We've seen it for years and years and years with Belichick. 
You give him an inch, whether it's a penalty, whether it's a turnover, whether it's field position, they, they turn that into points. And that's what you have to eliminate, whether Wilson goes out and throws for 300 yards or he throws out 150 yards. Don't make the mistakes to give the Belichick the door open to put points on the board. You do that, you're going to win the game. I, I agree with you, and I thank you for the phone call. And it goes without, you know, it's common knowledge. That's what they want to try to do. They want to confuse. It's, it's, you know, the Patriots have few guys on that defense that are just going to line up and absolutely, like, beat the guy in front of them and overpower them. You know, Matt Judon's one of those players. He's very, very good coming off the edge. They're going to have to watch out for him, for example. you got a couple of guys who I like on that defensive line. But more than anything else, it's about disguising looks, disguising coverages, disguising blitzes, and trying to confuse a quarterback in Zach Wilson who, what, off the top of my head, has only now made 17 career starts in the National Football League between the two seasons, right? So that's one year. There's clearly a lot that he hasn't seen yet. And Belichick is going to go to school, both Belichicks, father and son, because his son is the one who calls the signals on defense now. They're going to go to school on the fact that last year, Certainly that first game in MetLife Stadium, they confused the hell out of him. And they had him guessing and just throwing things up for grabs in one of his worst games last year. And it didn't get much better in that second go-round, even though he got hurt and didn't finish the game, Zach. That's why I think you're going to see a lot. I don't want to say a conservative game plan, but I just got a feeling they're going to rely heavily on the run game, seeing if they can... You know, quick screens, as Ira was talking about, but from the other side, too, with the Jets. I mean, you got playmakers, and I wouldn't put it past, to be honest with you. I wouldn't put it past Elijah Moore to finally maybe have the impact that he was hoping to have in this week's game. Because if you're talking about getting the ball out of your hands quick and getting into the hands of some of your playmakers, Elijah Moore could do that stuff. Behind the line of scrimmage, those bubble screens, smoke screens, whatever, get them in motion, jet sweeps, and then get them on the run. I think you're going to see a lot of that stuff. And remember, a lot was being made about last week when that whole thing came to a head between Elijah Moore and, and, and the Jets. And, you know, he had supposedly a blow up with um, with Elijah Moore on the practice field. Mike LaFleur spoke today, as a matter of fact, and he was asked about that so-called blow up between him and Elijah. I don't totally know what you're talking about. I heard there was like a, some sort of blow up, which is that's the only thing I'll, I'll say is 100% inaccurate. There was nothing. There was a conversation, you know, obviously. But uh, other than that, I'm not going to get into the conversation. We're going to keep that in-house like we should. But there was 100% no blow up. And what about Elijah Moore, according to Mike LaFleur? We're all on the same page with everything, you know, and again, we're just trying to move forward and we got we got a tough opponent in New England. I know that's where his focus is, uh, getting himself prepared for Sunday. And that's where my focus is for this offense. Let's say hi to Jeff, Long Island, up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Jeffrey, how are you? What's going on, gentlemen? I appreciate you for having me. Jeff. Hey, hey, hello? I got you. Yeah, go, Jeff. Hey, I appreciate you for having me. Thank you. Um, I'm very excited about the Jets. Uh, overall, I'm, I'm stoked. We haven't been here forever. And um, we have three backs now. Uh, congratulations to them. We just got James Robinson. Uh, he's a two-touchdown monster, you know. So he can blow up any night. And on top of that, man, we have uh, Ty Johnson back there just hanging out. Mm-hmm. He, he scores touchdowns in the first half all the time. And on top of that, man, we have Elijah Moore. So if he's on the same page, I'm happy with what I just heard. 
I'm I'm even more excited. So we we might even we could take this all away, man, if we, if we if we play the cards right. Well, Jeff, obviously you want to start with just getting the one on Sunday, and I thank you for the phone call. And you mentioned Ty Johnson. Ty is he's a great dude. Um, the guy could open up his own restaurant, by the way, when his playing days are over. He is a master chef in the kitchen. I have that on good authority. Um, but Ty's a guy who really hasn't gotten a lot of looks this year because obviously the backfield was Brees Hall, Michael Carter. But now Ty's going to get some more reps, probably starting this Sunday. He's a guy who could catch the ball out of the backfield. Nice little change of pace back on third down. Uh, he had a couple of good moments for them last year. Um, and with an increased workload, he could be somebody that's going to contribute to this offense again. I wouldn't put it past him. Let's say hi to Rob in New Jersey, who is up next. Robert, how are you? Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking the phone call. Appreciate it. Um, Always. Before I get to a couple – thank you, buddy. Before I get to my points, I just want to just say one thing to my Jets fans, friends, fam, everybody out there. Ira, what's up? It's Big Rob from Spotswood. Please show up Sunday. Dan, I'm a third generation. My grandfather's from the Polo Grounds. My dad, Shea Stadium. Meadowlands, me, MetLife. Please show up. Haven't missed the game. We'll never miss the game. This is a game, if you need to show up, this is the one. You know, Dan, I, I, Ira hit a couple great points. You hit a couple great points. I like this James Robinson pick. I, I, I'm, I'm so happy we got him. He's a one-cut north runner, all right? We know that Belichick is going to do the best he can to take that game away from us. But I think he hit the nail on the head with the Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Braxton Barrios. Speed kills in this game. Speed kills. If we, if we could put what we have, meaning speed-wise, against their linebackers, Dan, listen, this is going to be a game for this. this I could, I could confidently say, this is good. This is a game for the ages right now for us, because we could hit this team in their mouth the way they did it to us last year, putting up those points the way they did it. Payback is a you know what, my friend. I, I want to keep going, but I'm not. I don't want to take up any more time. Just please, Jets fans, please show up Sunday. Dan, I'll take it off the air. Thank you, buddy. Robert, appreciate the phone call. And, yeah, not just – there you go. He's ready. Rob's ready, and you should be ready. And, yeah, show, not only show up, get there early. But not as early as I get there because I don't want to have any issues getting into that place. I, and I'm going to leave even earlier. Normally my routine is I usually get there about – you know, if it's a 1 o'clock game, I usually get there about 9.30. You know, give me enough time to get inside, you know, shake hands, kiss babies, all that stuff. Say hi to the people that I, you know, need to see. And then I get into a nice little groove. It's like the starting pitcher before the game, you know, before I we hit the air at 11. Do. Right. How do we say hi? How do we say hi again? I might how you do. That's exactly what it sounds like as I'm making hey guys, my rounds. Don't forget about me. <laughs> I can't say anything anymore because they're going to save it and they're going to hold it against me, even when we're joking around. Um, but, yeah, something like that. But that last game against the Dolphins, and I think I even said it, the last home game, you know, I, like it, I, I get there pretty early, and just getting into the complex and driving around in, on the, you know, the long service road there into the parking lot that I park in, it took me a lot longer than it usually does just because the place was that mobbed already with tailgaters and people were excited. And I expect it to be even more jam-packed this week. Everything I'm hearing is the crowd is just going to be, I mean, it might as well be a sellout. So if you're coming to the game, be loud, get in your seats early, like we told you, and give yourself a little bit extra time. You know, set the alarm clock maybe a half an hour earlier. Get in the car. Get out there early. 
Nothing like me. This is, it's almost like a celebration. You've been waiting for how long? Like Rob was talking about, you know, sticking it back to the Patriots because of what they did last year. How about for the last 20 years? Not just for the last, you know, two games in 2021. How about the last 20 years? This is your chance. And I don't care that the Patriots aren't as good anymore and they don't have Brady and who even knows if they're going to finish with a winning record. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Win the game. Don't care how you do it. Win it. It still counts. You don't have to give back the win. You know, even like the the beatdown they put on the Green Bay Packers a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, right now that is like the signature win because it was a beatdown. I don't care if the Packers are maybe not vintage Packers this year and they underachieve. You still went into Lambeau Field, one of the hallowed grounds in all the sports, with the two-time MVP back there, and you absolutely pummeled them. And you can't take that away. You can't. Dan and Howard Beach up next, 98.7 ESPN. Dan, how are you? What's up, Dan? Thanks for having me on, baby. Danny, talk to me. What's up? Listen, my man, I'm echoing everything what the last caller said, man. You know, everybody, Jet Nation, got to be there, man. Make it loud, make it uncomfortable. And take that victory, man. Get to 6-2. and two. Now, I got to give big ups to Joe Douglas. He didn't waste any time, went, did the trade, got Robinson. I don't think he's done as of yet, and I'm going to tell you why. I think he's going to go out. He's going to get Jack Conklin from the Browns. If it's a third rounder, so be it. You got a right tackle at 28 years old. Now, you got that set. Even though there was no playoff mandate, Joe Douglas comes from what, the Baltimore Ravens, the Philadelphia Eagles when they won the Super Bowl, he sees what he has constructed. You never know about next year. Quarterback might go down for the entire season. They're riding high. Take it. Go into the playoffs. Just get your ticket. Winning a division, wild card, whatever the case is, hit your stride once you're in the playoffs. It starts this Sunday. You're 100% right. Get to 6-2. and two. But the team got to be formidable, strong, because we don't know if Vance is going to be healthy. No idea. We don't know when Mitchell's coming back. you got to solidify that right tackle, at least to see the development of Zach Wilson. Zach, my boy, you got to step up. All us Jet Nations know you can do it. you got to show it up. Let's give these guys the ultimate beatdown, as you said, Dan, for the past 20 years. Enough is enough. Payback is uh, fill in the blank, baby. Go Jets Nation. Let's go, boys. See you Sunday. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'll tell you right now, I might just stop the show early and get in my car and head to the stadium now. That's how pumped up I am. Seriously. And you should be, too. I can tell the fans are. I can tell the fans can't wait. And by the way, and I'm going to hit the break here because we're going to have Buttle coming up. You're 5-2. and two. You got 10 games left. Play 500 ball the rest of the season. That's not a lot to ask, right? Five and five the rest of the way? You go five and five, you're winning 10 games. That means you're probably going to the playoffs with 10 wins. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? But worry about this one first this week. Greg Buttle's going to be there Sunday. He's my partner on the Jet Pre and Post Game Show. He joins us next. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Trying to beat the Patriots for the first time 
in 12 tries. And one of the gentlemen who will be there, my partner on the Jet Pre and Post Game Show, which begins at 11 a.m., of course, right here on 98.7 ESPN, it is the great Greg Buttle who's nice enough to grace us with his presence on the program. Sir, good evening. How are you? Your grace, I am perfect. Thank you, buddy. What's good? Let's go. You excited? Are you excited? I, I am excited. I'm excited because I'm really more excited for Jet fans than for myself. Because it, 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 you know, the Jets win or lose, and I'm not playing. It, is superfluous to what's going on. But for all Jet fans, this is a very, very good surprise for Jet fans who expect so much less out of their Jets than what they're what they're getting. Well, I mean, and, and just to let some people in behind the curtain, if you will, you know, you and I, we've been doing this now together. This is, what, our fifth year. I would say probably so far this season, we have had more kind of like wow moments than we've had certainly in the previous four years combined put together. So I, I think that it's reflected certainly. I mean, we get a kick out of it because if we're doing this, you might as well want to be part of a winning team that you're broadcasting. And dare I say there's probably still a lot more of these to come because we still have, what, 11 more games to go. That's correct. I, I mean, Ten. pre-Dan Grassa, pre-Dan Grassa, uh, it, it was Donnie, uh, Donnie and I, and, and I remember the, 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 the Rex Ryan uh, teams in 2009 and 10 that in front of us, it was, it was happening in front of us, and you couldn't quite wrap your hands around it, but like the Jets' defense back in those days, when it got into the second half, the other team was was terrible. Right. The Jets' defense just got better in the second half, and I hearken back to those days because Dan, in front of us, it seems that's what's happening again, and people may or may not remember that, but. The Jets right now, their defense is getting better in the second half. Their offense is getting better in the second half. And you look at that and you go, you know what? This coaching staff is doing a great job because if you can do that, I don't care who you play. If you can become better in the second half, that means the changes you have placed after halftime are unbelievably good. And that's what's happening, at least in the fourth quarter so far this season. I mean, we talk about it each and every week. I mean, the Jets have been an outstanding fourth quarter team this year. They're currently on a stretch where they've, out, where they've scored, I think it's 54 unanswered points over the last four games just in the fourth quarter alone. Um, let me ask you about, because you talked about the defense, especially during those Rex Ryan days. And they had a guy in Darrell Revis who was as good as it gets at the corner position, and it would allow Rex to do a lot of things flexibility-wise defensively. You, you, you give Revis one half of the field, you concentrate on the other half of the field. Is Sauce Gardner quickly almost entering that type of territory in terms of freeing up Jeff Ulbrich and Robert Sala for being more creative with the other half of the field defensively? You know, you know I, I, think it, I think it's a little, a little early to say that. But I, I, will, I will tell you something. It was a little early to say that about Revis, and then again, all of a sudden, it, it transformed into greatness in front of your eyes. People couldn't believe this is what they were doing. It took, it took the fans about seven to ten games to figure out that no one was throwing the ball at Revis's guy. So, 
so now you have Sauce Gardner playing for the Jets. He has the most pass defense of any cornerback in the league so far in this 2022 season. Mm-hmm. It's when he doesn't get pass defenses to his stats means nobody's throwing the ball to him. Right That's now right. they're still trying to beat him. They're still trying to test him. And and pretty soon, if he keeps up what he's doing, they're not testing him anymore. It's It's over. And so then the Jets' defense gets better when that happens. And I'll tell you, the guy on the other side is benefiting, getting the opportunities in D.J. Reed, who's playing outstanding. And here's a plug, by the way, for Sunday, D.J. Reed. You'll also hear him on the pregame show in our, one of our one-on-ones because I talked to him the other day. Um, but it really, I think, you look at all three levels of this defense, and we talk about it, it all starts up front. Quinn and Williams and his buddies on that defensive line, whether it's Lawson, Rankins, JFM, I mean, it, it don't matter who it is. They're getting steady pressure up front, and that's making things a lot easier for everybody behind them. Well, it does, and, and, and just one stupid little uh, trivial piece of minutia here is that the Jets – the Jets' defense over the last two weeks have had the defensive player of the week, Quinn and yep. Williams last week or two weeks ago, and Sauce Gardner last and week. And when was the last time I mean, that, that happened, happened, for crying out loud? Like, two, I mean, 2015, I, I, I can't tell you. But it's it's amazing that that's happening, and it's real. It's, it's not make-believe. It's real. And as those things start to happen, I think Jet fans have a lot of good things to look forward to, uh, providing no one's injured, all that kind of stuff that, that goes on there. And um, I, I, I do think that certainly Sauce Gardner is going to get better. When you, when you talk about uh, – he's the defensive player of this past week, right? Mm-hmm. He led the Jets in, in, in tackles this week. Yeah. I, I mean, a cornerback leading him in tackles. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And you brought up a name, uh, DJ, uh, Reed. He was second on the team in tackles. It was Sauce Gardner and, and DJ Reed. So you're looking at stuff like there and you go, that's awesome. When cornerbacks are starting to make a lot of tackles because they're coming up there and they're protecting against their run, I thought it was excellent. Greg Buttle joining us here on uh, 98.7 ESPN. He, of course, one half of the wildly popular Jets pre- and post-game show, which you hear each and every uh, game day on 98.7. On the other side of the ball, 
It wasn't all good news, of course, because you suffered a couple of significant season-ending injuries in Brees Hall and to AVT. Uh, look, and they all and they each brought a ton to this team. We know that Brees Hall, a home run hitter on offense, and AVT might have been their team MVP the first seven weeks of the season with everything that he was asked to do for this offensive line to keep it afloat. I hate to put you on the spot, but which one of those two losses do you think will be the more significant one in terms of an impact on this offense? Well, we've done five years together, and Don would know this trivia answer, but you you already know it. You Louis don't know it. It is, of course, AVT. AVT is the bigger loss. AVT has has more to do with the Jets completing a pass and running the ball than Brees Hall does. Uh, That being said, Brees Hall can score touchdowns. AVT cannot score touchdowns. And so that's the that's the tough balance you're going to you're looking at when you talk about evaluating those two injuries. That being said, you know, if you if we're if you were to use the word as is it a downgrade to to, to uh, the Jets' offensive line to lose uh, AVT, I, I would say downgrade may be a, a bad word uh, to compare it to. But think about this: it's like you're driving your Mercedes Benz and you have to put it in the shop and you have to go get a rental car. Mm-hmm. The rental car may leak a little oil; it rattles a little. Doesn't get as good as gas mileage, but you know what? It still gets you to where you want to go. And so it may not be as comfortable a ride as you like, and there may be some bumps in the road, but it's still going to get you to where you want to go. And I think that that's how the Jets look at uh, the the use of of, of, of Obwehi, is that when you get him in there, he's he's not AVT. Right. But he's, he's, he's... well, I don't want to use the word serviceable. That's not what I want to use, but it's the only, it's the best analogy I can use. But you, you can look at him. This game's going to be big for him. He's, he's, Juden is going to be against him for the, as a uh, defensive end for the, uh, for the Patriots, uh, leading the NFL in sacks. That's a big chore for him this week. The question is, is how are you going to help him out? Is the quarterback going to help him out? Is the running back going to help him out? Is the coaching staff helping him out? Do you want to have three tight ends help him out? Uh, do you want to leave him on his own? And a lot of these things may or may not happen throughout the game, but it's a big, big game for that right offensive tackle for the New York Jets. It's not a big, big, big game for, for uh, Robinson, who they, who they went out and traded for right. uh, uh, to, to come and fill it in the backfield. It's, Okay, it's going be, to be an okay game for him. He's going to learn. He's going to have his, his package, whatever he's going to do, and, and hopefully he'll, he'll, he'll play to what they think he's going to play as a fill-in. Now, whether he can replace Brees Hall, I, I don't think so. I think Michael Carter can do a nice, nice job. But what it does is allows the Jets to have depth at a position that gets nicked up all the time. Your running backs get nicked up. I don't care what football team you have, they do. And so you need to have really good depth and experience there. If something happened to Michael Carter, I would not be afraid of having him come in and play the rest of the game. You follow me? Absolutely. And we've seen Michael Carter, and we know that he's capable already of doing such things. And I know he looks forward to the opportunity. You'll also hear from Michael Carter on the pregame show, another one of our one-on-ones this week. 
it's difficult to know which direction the offense is going to go now with these two losses. So I'll ask you, if you're Mike LaFleur and company, and now you're thinking about how am I going to game plan this offense the rest of the year, minus two key contributors, do you think it becomes a situation where he puts more on the quarterback's plate and asks him to do a little bit more in terms of carrying this offense or not really? No, I, I don't. I don't find that. I, I, I think that you're going to go. Michael Ford's going to make a game plan based on their running attack that they have, uh, and uh, Michael Carter and um, and and Abayi. So when you look at those things in there, those are the those are the big changes. And the question is, is out of the first 15 plays that are scripted or the first 10, how do these guys react? How do they play? And what's what are the Patriots doing? If they can get by those first ten and move the ball, I, I don't think there's any any pressure on anybody. I think that you just go about with your game plan. The question will come up about, you know, the pressure on the quarterback is, if the Jets turn the ball, let, let's say there's a tip pass for an interception. Let's say there's mm-hmm. a fumble. There's a punt return for a touchdown. I, you could name a thousand things, where the Jets are 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 now with their with their, their backs. To the, to the wall where they're trailing. At everything they do, they go three and out and they're trailing. They go three and out and they're trailing. Then the, the pressure mounts to, to say, how is Zach Wilson going to bring them back? Because I don't expect a running back to bring them back when you have to throw the ball to, 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 to counteract what's happened to your football team already because of turnovers. So that being said, I don't think that LaFleur has any problem with Zach Wilson throwing the ball. If he has to, he'll have him throw the ball. But I don't think he's just going to go out there and say, okay, let's, uh, let's go sling it around the lot. I think that there's more to it now uh, with Zach Wilson, and I think Zach Wilson's coming along fine. Sir, I appreciate a couple of minutes as always. It's always great uh, chatting with you. Uh, get there early on Sunday. It's going to be crowded. It's going to be loud. And it's probably going to be as fun of an environment that you and I got to work in and probably all our years doing together. That could be pretty fun this week. Well, I, I, let, let me tell you, the Jets are sold out. So it's going to be one heck of a football game. The, they're, they're, they're playing the New England Patriots, who are not at their finest hour right now. And uh, I think you'll see Mac Jones, but there might be an early hook on Mac Jones if, if something happens. Don't 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 think there wouldn't be. Uh, and this kid Zappy can play. So let's go, let's go Jets, and let's hope that uh, the Jet fans show up there and they, uh, they 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 rouse up their 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 football team to go out there and beat the New England Patriots and then be six and two after eight games. Who would ever have thought that, huh? From your lips, my friend, I'll tell you. I will see you on Sunday, and uh, I'll talk to you then. Thanks for hopping on. You got it, buddy. You got it. Thank Uh, you. Bye-bye. There is the great Greg Buttle, of course, partner on Jets pre and post. Our coverage begins Sunday morning at 11 before Jets and Patriots. Oh, yeah, I think there is a little bit of buzz around this game. We'll talk Giants with Jordan Renan coming up at 9 o'clock. More of your calls, though, at 800-919-3776. And also... A little bit of baseball conversation, specifically what's up with the Yankees as a few guys are still twisting in the wind as far as their fate with the organization. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. 7-3 Buckos on top of the Ravens Thursday night football. You talk about a game where both teams need it, but Tampa Bay especially. I mean, nothing is going right for them. I, I mean... 
You talk about crazy upsets, crazy results that you see in a football season. I, I mean, that Bucks panthers game last week might be the oddest one yet. You know, for Tampa to go down there and lose 21-3 to to a third-string quarterback, to a team that traded away its best player, they fired their coach already, essentially waved the white flag. And Brady actually had a decent game, put up decent numbers. You know, and he put that ball, that bomb early in the game that Mike Evans was wide open and dropped. I mean, think about all those extra yards that would have been padded onto his stats there. It's just crazy. And poor Todd Bowles, he can't catch a break. My goodness. So I'd be surprised if Tampa doesn't bounce back tonight again. They got a lead early on. We'll see how it plays itself out the rest of the way. Let me give you another reminder, though, that if you are headed to the Jets game coming up on Sunday, get in before it begins. All fans are being asked to be in their seats no later than 1245. Be loud for player introductions. The fan-led anthem and kickoff. 12 p.m., fans in the MetLife Stadium parking lots are going to hear fireworks, which signals it's time to shut down your tailgate and head into the game. If you don't leave by 12.15, you won't make it in time. So get to your seats by 12.45 and get ready to bring the noise. I just hope we're not disrupted when, you know, in the middle of the pregame show when they set off those fireworks. You know, I don't want, like, Bob or Marty or even Greg, you know, to be startled. So hopefully nobody is hurt in the making of the production let's say hi to Artie in Brooklyn I know Artie's fired up for Sunday's game Art how are you hey Dan all right so before I get on this uh Zach Wilson gotta prove and all this stuff yeah I got an Artie story okay so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try to make it real quick I'm a hoarder okay and then my wife gets on me and stuff like that you're a so hoarder is that what you said a hoarder a hoarder yeah okay so you so save everything I yeah so I get an invitation, and I said, oh, my God, no. And I open it up, and it's for a Sunday. And it's for my best friend's mom's 80th birthday. And I said, she's like my second mom. Can't go to the jet game. My wife can't believe it, but like she says, yeah, that's it's true. So I call my friend up and say, all right, so, like, what's the arrangement? It's like, well, it's a surprise party. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, your mom's birthday. Because my mom's birthday. I go, 80's birthday. He goes, oh, my mom's birthday, 80's birthday was last year. <laughs> I had the invitation to my jet bag, and I gave up my jet tickets. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. I mean, look, I'm not good. I'm not good when it comes to opening up the mail and all that stuff. And I, I have a pile myself, which, you know, maybe I should get to one of these days. But, that, that Art, that is an all-timer right there, an all-timer. <laughs> So, so that now, mom is now, still with us, going, by the way. It's I mean, crazy. So now I'm watching football, and I and okay, yeah, I had a little shekels on on the game, thinking that there's no way the Patriots are losing to the Bears, right? And then Justin Fields. Now look, I'm a Jeff fan. I'm rooting for Zach. I, you know, but at the draft, I said you got to take Fields. He's stronger. He's playing for a a better college or whatever. He might not have the accuracy. You might not have the athleticism, but he's more durable. All that stuff, right? Going mm-hmm. back and forth. And then when I saw the couple of throws that Zach made and the moves, the moves that he made against Denver were ridiculous. You know, but then along comes the fumble or, the, or that pick that was a penalty and stuff like that. So right. I'm sitting there and I'm saying, we got to forget playoffs and all that. I got to know that Zach is the guy for next year. 
He can't be doing this kind of stuff and throwing. We win with 18 bats. You're just not going to go far throwing. You might beat the Patriots, but you're not going to go where you want to go throwing 18 times and uh, doing ground and pound. What's your, what's your take on that? Uh, look, I think they might open it up a little more. And, our thanks for the phone call. That was a great story. Hilarious. Um, I think you might see a little more because you have weapons in the passing game. It's not just the quarterback. You got receivers, whether it's Garrett Wilson, whether it's Elijah. And I don't know what's going to be the status of Corey Davis this week. I don't know if he plays or doesn't play. I haven't heard anything yet definitively. But Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios, Garrett Wilson. Now, you know, Mims could get opportunities. The two tight ends. You don't want to abandon those guys either and what they bring to the field. So the only way to get them involved is you got to have the quarterback throw the football, right? So that's kind of like the rationale that I would look at it is, well, how do you want to go about attacking the opposing defense? And I don't agree that throwing the ball 50 times a game like they were doing with Joe Flacco the first three weeks, that's probably not conducive to winning. But I think there is some sort of happy medium. Let's say hi to Richard in Manhattan, who is up next here on 98.7. Hey, Richard. Dan, you know, I, this Dayball, he feels like Parcells in 1984. He has such control of the Giants. Mm-hmm. He's pulling every string, and he is in total control. Now, they did a play, I don't know if you saw, because, of course, you're doing the year at the Jet game. I watched the game, sure. Okay, fourth down, late in the game, uh, third quarter. Fourth and goal, no, fourth and three at the five. And they went for it. So they can get the first down without getting the touchdown. Do you remember that play? Uh, vaguely, yes. Well, the guy dropped the ball. The wide receiver dropped the ball. Right. It was I at the goal like the line. Co- it was at the goal line. It was Marcus Johnson, and that was right. when Daniel Correct. Jones That's said, kind of mouth, like, catch the ball. Yeah. Right. Jones got mad. Well, I didn't like the call. I, I'm an old-timer. you got to put three points on the board there. There was still a lot of time left. I think it was late in the third quarter or early fourth. Anyway, I didn't like the call. But the coach made the right call. The quarterback threw the right ball. Beautiful play, and the guy just dropped it. So even in plays that I don't like, they still are successful. So that was good. Dayball's guy, he's the coach. He's the man. I mean, they're doing great. Uh, the Jets are a home uh, underdog this week. Yeah, by that point and a half or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, I figured it out. This is 128 games this week. Six, uh, eight weeks, 16 games a week. Now, I'll throw out the two London games. So, out of the 126 games this year, 46, including seven this week, seven out of the 16, or seven out of 15, one is in London, seven out of the 15 games this week, home underdogs. So, it's 46 out of 126. That's almost 40%. Doesn't that seem like a high figure to you, uh, home underdogs? Um, Unusually high? Yeah, but it also just kind of lends credence to the fact that there's so much parity in this league. Maybe and that's from one week to the next, you don't a, know what the hell question. to expect. All right, I got a question for you. This grates on me. How come people refer to the New York Giants as the New York football Giants? The New York baseball Giants left 65 years ago this month, along with the Brooklyn Dodgers, probably the saddest day in New York sports history 65 years ago this month. Anyway, they left 65 years ago to New York baseball giants. Anybody under 70 years old does not remember the New York baseball giants. I mean, if they're going to say the New York football giants, shouldn't they be saying the baseball St. Louis Cardinals? 
since the football St. Louis Cardinals left only 30 years ago. I don't understand. I, I was growing up. I never heard the New York football giants. This only became fashionable in the last maybe 15, 20 years. I don't understand that. Can you explain it to me, the mentality it, it is? It's, you know what it is, Richard, and I thank you for the phone call. Two things. Number one, it's something that I would not even spend an iota of a second worrying about and consuming myself with. So I, I urge you to do the same. Like if it's taking away from your sleep habits, just just don't don't let it affect you. But it's, it's, it's tradition, and it's something that, you know, they try to carry on even long past its expiration date, like you said. And I think the Cardinals one is pretty good, too. I think that's a fair one, right? And the fact that there's no longer the St. Louis football Cardinals, there's just the baseball Cardinals, it's, it's just, you know, and it, I think it sounds a little bit more sophisticated, a little more highbrow. We right? are the Giants. Yeah, we are the Giants, the football Giants. You know what was silly, though? I actually... There was a player, I can't remember who it was. Maybe if I did, I wouldn't give them up. But he played for the Jets. This was maybe like, I don't know, 10 years ago or something like that. And I remember him saying in an interview once, and I don't know if like he actually understood the meaning behind it all. Or maybe he was just trying to sound distinguished. But when he was referring to the Jets, he actually called them the New York Football Jets. Like, well, you don't have to do that because there's no, there wasn't a New York Jets in any other sport. They do it with the Giants because there was a baseball and a football Giants. That's why. But whatever. I mean, it, look, we know who they're talking about. We know who the teams are. And more importantly for us, right, they're winning. Both teams are winning. You sit down on a Sunday to watch games, and generally it's a positive experience. And we'll talk to Jordan Renan coming up here at 9 o'clock, just about Big Blue. And what they can expect going out to Seattle this week in a matchup of, as crazy as it sounds, the only two teams this week playing each other that both have winning records. The Giants and the Seahawks. What year is this, right, when you're talking about these teams? But that's what makes the NFL so much fun. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>